you got to question everything. I mean, I'm not saying you have to debunk everything or try to argue everything, but you have to question everything at this point. That's it. Welcome to the common sense theory, baby. Common sense, that's all we ask. Let's go! All right, what's up, everybody? Um, unfortunately, this is going to be, this is pretty kind of a fucked up day. Um, I've had some more, I mean, a lot, all, all this gun violence is crazy, and um, I mourn. It's sad. These kids are innocent kids are being killed and by other kids and like this is getting getting a little crazy so i'm gonna i'm gonna dive into something that is a very hot topic depending actually on for both sides of the political spectrum but um uh, the second amendment and gun violence and where it's at um let's just start first with exactly what the second amendment is um this is how it reads and it was when the constitution was excuse me ratified in 1790 um there was a thing called the bill of rights and the second amendment was included in that in 1791 and it reads very simply a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. So that's great. I am actually an advocate. I'm a gun owner um, of the Second Amendment. I think we need guns. I do think that there is a time and a place when you need to be able to defend yourself. Um, but I also think that this being an amendment in itself can be amended. Um, now, of course, everybody, no, you can't amend it. Why, why not? You know, there are 17 other amendments added to the Constitution in 1970, 1913, 1919, 1920, or we can add an amendment, but you know, we've been changing this constitution up until 1992, since it was originally formed in, I think it was actually originally formed in 1787, and it, uh, all the states had to ratify it, and it took until 1790 to actually get them all to ratify. I think Rhode Island was the last one that didn't, that waited to, to get through it. But um, I just, you know, what, how are these kids getting these guns? So first off, let's talk about um, responsibility, right? We've done this before. If a child can go to war for our country at 18, um, that doesn't necessarily mean to me that on the private market, he should have the right to do whatever the fuck he wants, right? Including gun ownership. We know through years and years of research that the cerebral cortex of a child, especially men, isn't even fully formed until you're 25 years old at least, which means your cognitive decision-making is not fully in place until you're at least 25. That's why kids make such stupid fucking decisions, right? Um, 
So how is it that we feel that just because of this constitutional right to have a militia that could go up against the government, that at 18, you should have the brain power to have an assault rifle and that you might need one against an uprising? Because first off, I'll tell you right now, I've owned guns. I had a pistol permit when I was, I think, I think I was 18. I got my first pistol permit. Um, but I have been handling and using and cleaning my own guns for years and am very well versed in how to shoot, how to handle safeties, precautions, all kinds of things. People are buying guns without any training, background checks, any of that shit. So why, especially when you have a kid that's shot up another 20 kids, I mean, this shit's happening all over the place. Why aren't we doing background checks and mental health checks? I mean, yes, it's a right to bear arms. And I think this is so crazy. There's, it's a right for you to have a fucking gun that can take somebody else's life. But it's a, considered a privilege to get your driver's license. That is not a right. That's a privilege. That's fucked up to me. I'm sorry. That's just common sense says, how is it that we live in a place and a state and a country that just because it's in our constitution, we have the right to have an assault rifle that can mow down the 35 people in fucking 10 seconds, but it's not considered a right to have a vehicle to transport yourself around to work. That's considered a privilege, not a right. Um, I mean, this is like such a long discussion and obviously nobody wants to talk about it for that long. Um, but w how about we just add a background check, like a good background check. And if you're under 25 and you don't have any history of violence or anything, why don't we add a mental state check? Like, why not? Let's just, I mean, what's the big rush to get a gun? Take your time. And let's do a mental evaluation of everybody. And if there's any inkling that there might be some kind of fucking psychotic or any kind of, any, just, back, you know, check out the background. Have they been in trouble a lot? Is there a propensity for violence? Is there, you know, there's all kinds of steps we can take where you can still have your Second Amendment rights, but not just be going into Walmart and buying a fucking AR-15 and walking out 10 days later. I'm sorry. It's just... That's, that's just true facts, common sense to me. And um, how about these, that the younger these kids are getting and how they don't seem to really be affected by it? What about these first-person shooter games um, that everybody's playing? <clears throat> Call of Duty, fucking all these games that everybody thinks, oh, it's so it's fine, it's not reality. Yeah, this is now the kid's reality. So they are totally numbed to fucking blowing the faces off of people with bazookas, AK-47s, AR-15s, AR-16s, all this shit that they are doing daily when they get home from school in their groups. They're tactical. They think that they're fucking big time. Oh, I could be in the Army, the Marines, because they actually think that that's what killing somebody is. They're not thinking they're taking a life. This is like a fucking video game in their brain. And we're 
raising them thinking that this is okay. And it's not okay. Like it is definitely affecting them. And in my brain, if you don't think that these first-person shooter games are affecting kids, why don't you go back and look to when these first games first started coming out and these mass shootings that young kids are doing, or even just one shooting. They've grown exponentially since this happened. And strangely, they're easily getting guns now, more easily. Most of these guns that are happening at these like mass school shootings, these are registered firearms. We're not talking black market, you know, serial number scraped off guns. These are registered legal firearms. So let's move into that. Let's, let's go into accountability, which we've done before on the podcast. So maybe we should change just the firearm accountability because we do with driving. Um, if you have a kid that's, you know, drunk driving, We've seen it before. The parents are giving the kids alcohol at the house, but the kid can legally drive and has passed his test. And it's it's not even a right. It's a privilege. Um, and they get the kid drunk. The kid drives the car, crashes into somebody else, kills them. And the parents are held accountable and they actually go to prison. Why are we not doing that with guns? Look, we know that their brain's not fully formed until they're at least 25 and we're giving them guns and the parents are allowing this. So I know that the parents don't need to anymore because once you're 18, you can buy your own gun, but why the fuck don't we change that? It's real simple. Why? I mean, and I'm not talking hunting rifles because you can take your kids hunting. I mean, these kids have fucking assault rifles. Those are made for one thing, which is killing another human being. Even a Glock, I've got handguns. Like, what do you need a fucking Glock for when you're 18? Self-protection? I mean, are you really going to know how to use it anyway? Look at the stats of people who have guns in their houses that are untrained. I think it's like 80% of them get, get end up getting turned on them by the burglar or the person who broke in it because they've been using guns because they're fucking criminals and they've got black market guns. And like, let's take all the stats, put them all together, come up with a cumulative reasonable scenario on how to at least amend this amendment and start doing something because it's all bullshit rhetoric political bullshit at this point because most people when you transcribe and kind of break down the second amendment unless you're like democrats don't give a fuck they just think that you shouldn't have guns and republicans don't give a fuck and they just think that you're violating their second amendment well, guess what? If we choose to vote on it, that can be taken away really easily. So people who fight for the Constitution, I think for the, in general, it's a good document. But realize that we've been amending it for the last 200 years. And most of the amendments have to do with government power, just FYI. Um, so let's be real careful about how we handle all this shit. But... Um, I just think it's sad and horrifying that these things continue to go on and, and we need to hold these parents, we need to hold people accountable. And unfortunately, you know, when you're talking about an 18, 17, 16, 15 year old kid, these kids who are, you know, creating these horrific mass shootings, 
in, in any other scenario, they can't be held accountable because the you know law says that their brain is not fully developed because they're children. So how is it that this case we're just kind of ignoring and letting roll through? We have to have the right to bear arms. That's my belief. But, you know, I think we're past the days of the fact that you need to have an armed militia in case the government tries to take over. I mean, the government has fucking nukes. So if they really want to take over, they could blow us all to shit. They've got tanks. They've got all kinds of shit. So, and to be honest, coups, generally speaking, are done by the military, not fucking people living, you know, in states that all gather together and pull out their fucking AKs and, and Glocks and decide to fight the government. We're going to lose if that's the case anyway, just so everybody's real clear on that. But at least there's, um, you know, some accountability held. I certainly don't believe in a, a you know, no gun state that that would just not work well, especially when you look at how Australia dealt with the lockdowns. I mean, the government just bulldozed them into everything and forced them into all kinds of shit. But, um, you know, the other argument that I've heard is why don't we just let, you know, let the teachers have firearms. I mean, that is a rabbit hole as well. I mean, but you know, sure. Put them through a, a strict training course, do a severe background check on them, do a mental status check on them. And then, yeah, maybe, maybe let them have the ability to have a firearm. The, the problem is that they're going to be having a handgun going up against an assault rifle. So yes, it might stop some things and even armed security guards at schools. But again, armed security guards, they don't go through the correct mental checks. They don't. I was a security guard at one point, way early on. I think it was like one of, one of my first jobs when I moved to California. And it was kind of a joke. I mean, I just applied for it. It was on a um, movie lot, but I had no background. I was like, there's no, there was no security check. It was just like, oh yeah, yeah, you can work the gate. Cool. Done. Done deal. Um, I was also, a, I worked as a bouncer at one point, which is like the person who... <clears throat> Under, you know, I don't even, I never signed any paperwork saying liability, this or that, but, you know, I was basically allowed to physically grab and throw out and any means necessary take care of was the, the words that we used a situation at the nightclub, um, that needed to be remedied. Uh, that's kind of weird. I didn't sign anything. There's no certificate that says that I can kick the shit out of somebody just because they're drunk or they're being belligerent. Like, isn't that a violation of our constitutional rights? So this goes a lot deeper than just, you know, the Second Amendment. But um, I just think, you know, anybody who thinks that we need an AR because you need a militia for a government that might uprise, like, look, most of these shootings are unprovoked. These are assault weapons used on innocent people. It, it, you know, this hasn't happened since the Civil War where we've had a government try to uprise. And so innocent people are being murdered for no reason by some psycho who got pissed off. You know, they're young. They don't know. Somebody maybe called them a faggot at school or... They were different or they were called, you know, whatever, uh, whatever name people call people. It's, you know, 
we're giving the power to take somebody else's life into a child or even a young man that gets so rattled by somebody who means nothing in his life. He doesn't even know them. You know, these, this bullying stuff, it's real. But these kids, you know, they pick one kid and instead of us helping him get through it and realizing he's probably, or she, is, you know, the stronger person or they're different, so they're being picked on by the weaker people. That's usually what the bullies are, is they're the punk weaker ones who are insecure, so they're trying to, you know, push this mentality that they're all big time. But um, we need to do some accountability checks on the parents and also gun safes. I mean, my guns are locked in a gun safe. Why are these kids able to go? I mean, I hear all the time, like, we went into his dad's closet. What the fuck are you doing leaving an AK or an AR in your closet unattended, like not in a gun safe? Look, if you got the money to buy an AR, you better have the money to buy a safe. And gun locks. I mean, there's like trigger safety locks. There's all kinds of ways that we can stop this kind of stuff from happening. And for some reason, it's not. So, I mean, just to me, right, common sense theory. You're in where this last shooting just took place yesterday, which is horrific. But I think uh, I'm going to go on a limb and make up a number, but let's say 70% on the low end of these kids play Call of Duty or um, there's like, you know, I don't know, thousands of these first-person shooter games that they all play where they're, you know, playing in groups and everything. So put this scenario out there, right? You've got a kid who's coming home from school. He's been kind of bullied. He's playing this first-person shooter game, which is giving him some sensation of kind of revenge or feeling of goodness, like I'm fucking killing people in this video. I am going to blast him. I'm fucking stabbing him with a knife. Like I've what, this. These games are crazy, and they're getting super realistic. They've got the headsets on now. It's like they are in an alternate universe. My kids play video games for two and a half hours. We try to limit it to like an hour and only on weekends, but you know, it's, they'll be playing for two and a half hours and I'll go in to the garage and say, Hey, time's up. And they're like, what? I just started. I've only been playing for 15 minutes. So the time is they're They're going through these weird time warps where the, the games are taking away the reality of time as well. So scenario, you're at home, your kid's being bullied, so what do you do? Well, he doesn't have friends. Well, I'm going to let him. And I've heard this from so many parents. Well, you know, he's just he's not doing well, so we let him play video games. Well, he's playing those first-person shooter games. It's in his brain. He's dreaming about it. I remember when I was a kid, I played, like, Mario whatever. I played Donkey Kong. Like, if I would play it too much, I would dream about it. I'd see it in my eyes as I was going to bed. Donkey Kong, right? These kids are seeing murder in their eyes when they're going to bed and it's okay. Like they're laughing at each other. You know, yo, you just blow me away. I think this is a real serious problem. And then you add a pandemic to it where they lock everybody up like fucking we're caged animals. They lie to us about the fact that everybody needs to get a shot and you can't go to school and wear this fucking mask that doesn't do anything. That perpetuates the issue. So now you've got kids at home playing these games dad's drinking more than he used to and there's assault rifles 
or just rifles and handguns in a house unsecure. This kid finally hits his tipping point and walks out of the house with one of the guns in his backpack. I mean, that's it. It's real simple. And, it's, and it takes like two seconds of having an irrational thought. And in their heads, this thought's becoming more and more rational because they're playing these games and becoming more and more desensitized to actually what shooting somebody is and taking somebody else's life means. So we've got a huge scale of a problem that all needs to be addressed. I don't know how, how the fuck we're going to start doing this, but um, it, it's just, you know, it's not going to get any better unless we start doing something about it. And I also think holding parents accountable is a, a real good start at it. If you think your child is having problems, get them help. There's free help the government offers. There's, if you can't afford to pay for help, get the free help. Do whatever you can and please secure your guns. And if you own them, know how to fucking use them. I, I remember during the pandemic and everybody was like, oh, the shit's gonna hit the fan. I have some friends who are like, I went and bought a gun. And they just like threw it in their fucking closet. They've never shot it, ever even shot the fucking thing. You think if somebody comes in your house who's trained and knows how to use the semi-automatic pistol or pistols that they have or an AR since they are readily available at fucking Walmart, that you're going to figure out how to put that gun together, how to load it and know what the fuck to do with it. If they're coming at you, you're wrong. I promise you and guarantee you, you're wrong. Uh, I think the first time I shot a gun, I was at this camp. It was crazy. I was a little kid. They used to let it. It was just like a 22. And I remember the counselor would load it up and with these little teeny bullets. We got to shoot at a target. And um, he would be like, he was out in the woods. He'd be like, oh, you want to save you want to save the bullet, shoot it in the ground. So I mean, it was like unregulated then. There's kids in line waiting to shoot this gun. It was, but there was no mass shootings. There was no anything. Um, but I do remember that very first time I pulled that trigger, and how amazed I was at the power that was behind this gun. And that was a measly little twenty-two, which is basically the next step up from a fucking high-powered BB gun. If anybody's ever shot an AR, which I have numerous times, um, the power that they hold and the size of the round that's in them, you will not survive getting hit by that, nor will like a fucking bear. This is not uh, to shoot, you know, pheasants. Um, and the same thing with handguns. I mean, my, I've got a nine millimeter, I've got a 40 caliber and the, not only that, but the rounds that you can buy, I mean, I think I literally have, I think one of the boxes I have is called um, personal home safety rounds. And they're hollow point with like this gel inside of them. That, so basically if it hits you, it goes in you and then blows the fuck of the back out of you. There's, you're not living if you get shot by one of these. Even if it shoots your arm, it blows your fucking arm off. It's a hand cannon. And even though I'm trained and have no exact, you know, I go to ranges all the time and I've shot my guns numerous times. I also clean my own guns. I know how to handle them. I take them apart myself. Um, I was able to walk into a store in California. Uh, I think it was six days. Now they've lengthened it, but 
they did a quick background check on me. I walked back in six days later and walked out with a Glock 40 and a shit ton of ammunition. That's now, and I'm an older man, but you know, <laughs> what if I was pissed at my boss and like, that's how I want, I mean, there was no, there was no mental health check, which I think is probably the biggest thing that needs to change. Um, there was no history of, they don't know how many fights I've been in and they don't know how violent I am. They had no idea if I have a temper. I mean, I just, you know, you walk in there, Hey, how's it going? Yeah, great. Can I take a look at that? Oh, let me see that. I mean, it is so kind of unregulated and I believe in the freedom to bear arms. I'm just saying that it's a really wild west concept still. And the way that it's handled that Walmart sells the most fucking guns in America is crazy ass shit to me. So, um, it's just, it's devastating to see this continually happening on the news and all these things being ignored that to me are so prevalent and so obvious that are part of this situation and we're not putting it all together. And I, and I think it's really important that people who are, you know, for the second amendment, as I am really start to think about maybe we should at least tighten our gun laws and start holding people accountable and parents accountable, even if your children are over 18, just in this specific scenario, um, I don't know. I mean, I know that that's a tough one because they're considered adults and they move and they could go buy a gun, but maybe we shouldn't let them. Maybe you should have to be 25 to get a gun, not fucking 18. Um, I, that might help a little bit because I know that when I was 18, I, you know, and you're going through all kinds of changes in your life and things are happening all around you. I had a lot of questions and I acted out also a lot. Um, and my frontal lobe probably didn't fully develop until I was in my 30s, but, um, you know, it's something that needs to be addressed and not just talked about and really not made a political weapon. We need to make this uh, the Second Amendment or at least gun situations, not politics. This needs to be across the board. We need to really think about this. Thank God I don't have a child that's, been involved or been around anything like that, but I can't even imagine a parent and how they feel. And even, you know, it's just, I, it's just, it's, it's so devastating and it's so preventable and we're just not taking the right steps to try to prevent it in my opinion. So I think, um, we need to figure out like what, what a right versus a privilege is. And I think the fact that a car is a privilege, but you can put something in your hand that can take somebody else's life in less than a second is a right. It's a little screwy, man. Um, but Godspeed to all those kids. And hopefully we can start changing some stuff up because um, this is not something's wrong and just ignoring it and fighting each side of it. It ain't, it's not working out.
So we, we need to do something. And um, I don't have the answers, but hopefully, you know, we can get some thought-provoking people talking about it so that somebody can figure out in legislation what the answers are, at least starting to try to figure out an answer and what it could be.